The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I get strong, I feel free. I know every part of me is beautiful. And I will always outweigh. If you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the new while you're there. Let's take it one day at a time. Did you and I outweigh? Happy Saturday, Outweigh fam. Amy here. And I don't know if y'all are on TikTok, but Lisa had once said, or maybe it was a friend of hers that said that TikTok was the last happiest place on the internet. And I've been enjoying TikTok a little bit more and all the different funny things that you see on there. Two things that I'm enjoying more of lately. America's Funniest Home Videos, which you can watch. We get it. I guess it's on ABC, but I only have Hulu, so I watch it there. But you may be able to access it elsewhere. It's so funny. It's like what my body needs. It's just pure, innocent fun. And you laugh out loud. It's a great thing to watch as a family. And then TikTok, it's kind of similar as long as you can get in the right rhythm of stuff popping up on your feed that you actually really enjoy, it is so funny. And there's also a lot of dietitians that are taking to TikTok to encourage people to stop dieting. And I also think that that is super cool. Really any way that the message can get put out there that we need to stop dieting is a cool thing. So maybe TikTok is where you get it. Maybe you're following certain accounts on Instagram. Maybe you're listening to certain podcasts, but just make sure that it, it for sure is people that 
are trying to steer clear of diet culture and anyone that is demonizing food in any way, anyone that is saying that you should restrict food in any way, anyone that is saying that you need to move a certain amount in your life, whether it's once a day, twice a day, any anything that has rules on it, you need to steer clear of it. So that's just my little tip for following people online. And it can be deceiving. There's actually an account that I follow that I saw doing something really interesting recently that I thought, oh no, this is such a bummer because so many people are going to see this and want to join in. And it is a diet. They're trying to not portray it as that, but it is. And anybody that they're reaching that is in an active eating disorder that might participate, it might make it worse. And it's just such a bummer because these aren't experts that are leading it in any way, shape, or form. And it's just, ugh, it's just frustrating the things you can see online. There's also a lot of happy, fun things, smart things online that can be very helpful to us. And then there's also things that can be extremely damaging. Now, I know a lot of women, I have some guys that listen, but women, I'm talking to you. We are a large target of the diet industry and they are coming after us. I have a clip from a story that CNN did about the dietitians that are on TikTok and encouraging people to stop dieting. And this is a clip that I pulled from an interview that they did with her. This is dietitian Sarah Williams saying just that. This diet industry, it's a $200 billion industry and women are a large target of it. We are told the less space that you take up, the more valuable you are. Um, And that's what I'm trying to like dismantle in people's minds. So in case you didn't know, the diet industry is a multi-billion dollar industry because so many people diet. On last week's episode, I said that the average adult will try 126 new diets in their lifespan. Something that Kat taught me. And my mind is blown by that. (laughs) And I have tried so many diets. And it's that's why the diet industry is so successful. And we we try them, then we fail and we go back to the diet or we try another diet. And that's why it's so important that we try to find anti-diet people in our lives, people that are not posting about fat, fad diets, people that are not posting about anything that's going to be quote unquote, a quick fix. Because in the long run, none of that works. And I am speaking to you as a normal person that has tried a lot of diets under the sun. So what we try to talk about here on Outway and the experts that I try to bring on is we try to talk about what do you replace that with? When we've spent so much of our life dieting, well, what works for us? And really it comes down to developing a healthy relationship with food and your body and appreciating the food that we have access to and the food that we get to eat and enjoying those around us, being sit, sitting around the table. That's why in our theme song that Britney Spencer sings, we wrote the little ditty that plays at the beginning of Outway, like sitting around for family meals around the table and you know eating what grandma made because you're able. We spent so many years not eating what our loved ones made that we didn't really connect and have that relationship with others and food that can actually be really awesome for our health, no matter what it is, because the anxiety that we have around food can be damaging to our bodies. And we can't be afraid to eat certain things, like from dessert to French fries. We, we can't be scared of that anymore. We want to be more about 
adding? What can we add to our lives? Not what can we take away? And again, the, the good and the bad with food, it just isn't working anymore. And I've had to work so hard to try to get my kids to understand that there's not bad foods. Because even I, when I'm talking to them, I slip up and I'm like, oh, da, 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 we're probably not going to eat that right now. It's not good for you. And then I'm like, oh, why did I say it that way? We're actually not going to eat that right now. I tried to just slowly rephrase what I was saying. We're not going to eat that right now because we're eating this right now. Let's save that for later. I'm not saying no to it. I'm not saying they can't have it ever. It's just not in that moment. And I don't label it as good or bad. It's just not going to be what we consume at this very moment. My food rules from when I got my kids, I was in an active eating disorder and they are very different than they are now as a parent in recovery. And in these last couple of years that I've been in recovery, a big fear was like, what is going to happen with my body? How is it going to change? And it has. I work out differently, not as hardcore. I enjoy my body more. I don't judge it in the mirror as often. I'm still guilty of doing it from time to time, but I have to have a talk with myself and cut it out and be like, don't do that. When you walk by the mirror, don't do that. That's not what we do anymore. It doesn't matter. I haven't weighed myself in forever. I have no idea no idea what I weigh. When I go to the doctor, I turn around on the scale because I don't, I don't need to see it because I don't want to be triggered. Maybe I'll get to a point where one day I can see it and I'm not triggered, but I don't know. I don't, I don't trust that part yet. I'm not to that point in my journey. And something that I think that is important to remember as we try to stop the dieting and we try to stop the restricting and we try to start adding things to our lives, adding food to our plate is we have this fear of gaining weight. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. 
bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robey, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess. The 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again. The First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances and the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We do have an email for Outweigh which is hello at outweighpodcast.com. And I'm not going to say the person's name because I don't know if I got their permission to read it. But she wrote in basically saying, I would love to hear a discussion on the Outweigh podcast about gaining weight and the recovery process and all of the uncomfortable parts about it. I'm so torn between wanting to recover versus continuing to struggle. But I'd also like to keep my current body in weight. It would be so helpful to hear about it from someone who has been through it and who has come out the other side okay and happy. And I will say I'm on the other side of recovery and I'm okay and I'm, I'm happy, but I want to have an expert on to, to break this down and maybe someone of a different size as well. Because in my recovery, I didn't know what was going to happen with my body. And that's something I've had some people send me messages about like, oh, great. Well, yeah, you did recovery, but your body pretty much still looks the same. And I never knew my baseline. I mean, your natural body size is the weight that you would be in this world without restriction and without all these crazy food rules and working out too much and obsessive thoughts about food. Like that's your natural body size, but so many of us don't know it. And I fluctuate a lot. Fluctuating used to bother me like crazy. And I will say when it comes to being okay and happy, when I fluctuate a week where I could easily be up again, I don't weigh myself. So I don't know what feels to be five or 10 pounds. I just go to the my closet and I put on a pair of jeans or an outfit that's going to make me feel good. And I don't try to stress about squeezing into something. And I carry on with my day and I really don't think twice about it. And I noticed that when it's happening. The other, I noticed it the other day. I was sitting at work and thought, wow, today is definitely one of those days where I am feeling heavier and it is not affecting my day. It's not affecting my productivity. It's not taking up space in my brain. I'm just rolling with it. So I know, I feel as though I I know and I want to believe that this is true for me now, that if I were to end up gaining more weight as I age and get older and as I'm in recovery and I continue to add more and more to my life, that I will be okay with the weight gain and, and my baseline. And again, I my body is different, but I feel weird speaking about it from this place of privilege of there's something called thin privilege if you're not aware. And so that's why sometimes it's so hard to see certain people on Instagram like posting their their stomach hanging over 
it's hard for me to see too, even as a thin person in recovery where I'm just like cringing because I'm thinking about other people that don't have that body. And it's privilege because it's what's more accepted by society. And that's what society has told us is acceptable and it sucks and it's sad. But when thinner type people in recovery are trying to show how far they've come and they post like a picture of them sitting and their stomach is hanging out. And while it's meant to be relatable, like, hey, I have this too and I'm not letting it bother me. I just think about the people that are in recovery and this is their natural body size. And like that type of photo isn't helping because that's not how we all look. It's all relative though, I guess, because for some thinner people, it might be helpful to see that. So that's where you get to pick and choose what content you're consuming on social media and what accounts are good for you to follow. And some accounts that are good for me to follow might not be good for you. You have to assess that for yourself. But just know that those of you that are your friends and your family and those that really care about you and love you, they're not going to change their minds about you. Like if you happen to put on weight or change your body, like your body starts to mold into what it was meant to be before your eating disorder, they're going to still want to hang out with you. And if they don't, then red flag, red flag. And if you gain weight by eating what enough to fuel your body, eating adequately, eating adequately is something that I had to practice early on in recovery all the time. I would check myself. Have I eaten adequately today? And again, it's not easy because we don't know even what is adequately because you we've been dieting for so long. But if you gain weight because you're enjoying foods that you love and you're actually paying attention to when your body is hungry and you're eating enough, then you're now sitting in the body that you were meant to have. And you can either spend your days fighting against that which gets super exhausting, by the way, or you can take the right little baby next step to get you to owning your body and the body that you were given and the body you were made to be in. And it is one step at a time. That's when we're trying to do anything in life. It's one day at a time, one step at a time, might be one minute at a time. But really, the person that you're going to get on the other side of all of those steps the person that's going to show up for you once you get there. And it's a, it's a constant journey in life. We're always evolving, but there is a point where you make it to recovery and you, you have to actively work to stay there, but just not as hard as when you're in the throes of it. At least that's my experience. I'm really embracing myself, who I am and now who I am with the people around me. And I have more space for people around me and I am okay. And I am happy back to the email. I'm on the other side and I'm okay and I'm happy and I'm enjoying people more. I'm enjoying my relationships more. I'm enjoying food more. My brain is free to take in other information. It's free to notice the little things in life. Like this morning I was journaling outside and I noticed some pretty little birds flying by. I love birds. But I sat there in awe of this cardinal that was sitting on a tree branch near me. And I was looking, it was a female cardinal, so it was brown, not red and had this bright orange beak and this cute little mohawk. And I was taking in the bird. When I was obsessed with my eating disorder and that's all that took over my brain, I didn't notice little things like beautiful birds. I just didn't and had the space for it. I didn't have meaningful conversations with friends because I didn't have the space for it. I wasn't truly connecting with others because 
I didn't really have a space for it. I think I thought at the time that I was, but I wasn't. And others around me noticed that. And they have shared that with me later. And those have been some tough conversations, but I'm thankful for those talks as well. And so really it boils down to how do you want to show up in the world? How do you want to show up for yourself and for your people? Do you want to show up consumed with, you know, your body? Or do you want to be present and really enjoy life? Because for me, I'm 41. I'm halfway through my life right now, if I make it to life expectancy, which I think is 78 and a half years old. So halfway there, if I make it that long. Neither of my parents did. And that's something that I think about often a little bit too much. And I'm like, I've got to enjoy the time that I have with my family, my kids, my meals around the table. I want to enjoy that. Kat and I got to go to an impromptu dinner the other night. I had Donald Miller on my Four Things podcast not too long ago. And it was such a great conversation. I encourage you to go check it out. Four Things with Amy Brown, Donald Miller episode. And he shared with us what he tells himself when something doesn't quite work out the way that he thought could be regarding whatever, like your schedule or a a major disappointment at work or something in life. And he asks himself, what does this make possible? And I ended up having to work late the other day and I was kind of bummed out about it. I didn't want to be working that late at night. And then Kat also had a late night, but our offices are right next to each other. And so I was driving by her office, so I she crossed my mind. So I decided to call her and I said, hey, I'm kept passing your office. I know it's late, but are you still there? And she said, yes. And I revealed, hey, I still have a sitter for another hour because I had to get a babysitter because of my work schedule and I can hang. And she said, you know what? I can hang too. So we went to a Mexican restaurant and we got a little drink and some. I got some fajitas and I think Kat got a salad because that's what she was craving at the time. And we ate chips and salsa and this creamy jalapeno sauce, Chewy's shout out. If you know, you know, it's the best. And we enjoyed real meaningful conversation about real stuff. We didn't have long. We had that one hour to like get there, park, go in, eat, then leave. And we ate real food. And the great thing is we're both in recovery. So neither one of us like said one unhealthy thing about what we were eating. And I know that that's hard. Sometimes if you're around someone that's not in recovery, it's like, oh, take the chips away. I can't eat anymore. Or don't put those chips in front of me. I don't want to eat the whole basket. Or, oh, I'm going to have to go to the gym after this to work all of this off. Like we didn't, we in recovery, we didn't have any of that talk. It was just talking about real things that are going on in our lives and then enjoying some really good Tex-Mex, which is my favorite type of food. Could eat it all day, every day. It's my favorite. If I, if, if I haven't said it, I'll say it again. It's my favorite. I love Tex-Mex and I love Chewy's and I love their creamy jalapeno sauce. And that's something I used to definitely deny myself. I wouldn't allow myself to eat that. So ask yourself that question. What does this make possible when you're facing any kind of change in your life. And you never know, life will surprise you with something fun, but you have to have the space for it. Back in my eating disorder days, I probably would have never even called Kat on my way home. I just would have gone home and tried to go to bed because it was late and I shouldn't be eating that late anyway. And I would have missed out on that connection and that opportunity for a nice little hour with a friend and some food. So what does this make possible? 
And now that I'm in recovery, it, it makes a lot possible. And then another thing Donald asked is when we're going through something really difficult or challenging or hard or facing adversity is we can ask ourselves, what big thing is this preparing me for? And of course, I spent years miserable in an eating disorder, years. What has it prepared me for? Well, conversations with you on Outway and conversations with other experts and sharing some of my story in hopes that it might be helpful and using it for good. And I stayed silent on my eating disorder for so long because there was so much shame and embarrassment. And now, I, you know, this is the thing. This is the thing it was preparing me for to come alongside others because it's already given the platform through the Bobby Bone Show, but we don't really talk about eating disorders there. But then iHeart giving me a a space in the podcasting world to create whatever podcasts I wanted to create, which we started with Four Things with Amy Brown. And then on that, Outweigh was born and it was just some bonus episodes, but then it was born into its own podcast. And this this is where my passion is at. And so I'm thankful to those of you that are here and those of you that are listening And I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. And sorry, I've been rambling here at the end, but just important to me to keep this thing going. So love hearing from y'all. If you want to send a note, again, it's hello at outweighpodcast.com. And I will see y'all next Saturday. Bye. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.